um, emotionally, mentally, spiritually felt um, completely drained. Uh, I've talked on the phone with a couple of you over the last few days who've had things going on in your own lives, personal lives, that have been um, difficult and hard. I spoke with a couple this morning that said to this week has just been hard. Um, I find it interesting how um, last week we spent the whole service focusing in on praying for our community and interceding for our community. And then um, we walked through this week and, and we were facing our own difficulties along the way. Um, that's just like the enemy. He wants to um, discourage us and keep us keep our focus off of what God is calling us to. And um, so, okay, so as we um, move into this, this, as I've been studying for, for speaking on prayer, uh, I started studying a couple weeks ago, and um, there's a lot in the Bible on prayer. And so you could, I could actually do a six-week series on prayer, or 10 weeks, or 12 weeks, and we could talk. And I have four points today that I could turn into a full um, sermon each point, and um, so I knew I had to condense that down. <laughs> we have about 20 minutes, so um, so I, I began to condense it and focus in on what the Lord would have for us today, and then I felt like I had almost nothing, because <laughs> I felt like he honed me in on, on one specific portion of scripture, um, and so um, I really feel like the Lord, and, and that's intentional on the Lord's part, he really has something he wants to speak to each one of us today. Um, even as I studied, there's something in Scripture that I, I know the Scripture, I know this portion very well, but I, I pulled together some verses before and after it, and the Lord just revealed some things to me that I thought were powerful in praying through. Um, just a few facts about prayer. Um, there are 650 prayers recorded in the Bible. Um, about 450 of those prayers have recorded answers. 25 of those prayers were prayed by Jesus while he was doing his ministry on earth. The Bible refers to nine different types of prayer, um, intercessory prayer, prayer of faith, praying in the spirit, um, uh, worship is a form of prayer, uh, corporate prayer, uh, prayer of agreement. All of these are different prayers. That's not nine of them, but I'm doing that off the top of my head. <laughs> um, but they're in there. There's five postures of prayer, although I think you can pray just about in any posture at any time, but the Bible talks specifically about sitting, standing, um, kneeling, prostrate on, on your face before the Lord, and with hands lifted up. Um, the first prayer, or the first time prayer is mentioned in the Bible is in Genesis, and um, I believe it's in chapter 4, and it says that men began to call on the name of the Lord. So, it's all through there. There, there. You ever want to have a question about prayer? It's all in there, which I think on the same, um, in the same sense that there's so much information for prayer that because there's so much information, it can be overwhelming, and now we don't know what to do with prayer. Um, some people are intimidated by prayer. Um, some people feel that it's a strange thing to talk to someone that they cannot see. Um, some pray in private. Some pray and can pray in public. Some prefer not to. Um, so I just want to, I want to simplify it. I think prayer is, um, I think Google says it's a solemn request or a thanksgiving to God. And which I think is, you know, a pretty, you know, Google's got a pretty general version of that. But for me, and I think for all of us as believers, prayer is our ongoing dialogue with God. 
I pray all the time. I'm constantly talking to the Lord. I pray about big things like who to marry. I prayed about where to go to school. I pray about, um, you know, the big decisions we make when we buy a home or purchase a car or what ministry we'll serve in or where God would lead our family. I pray about all of those things. But I pray about um, simple things like, Lord, there are a lot of dishes and a lot of laundry and I got a little bit of time. So help me get through all of this today and help me get done what I need to do. I pray about, you know, I, I can't see and I drop things like maybe my wedding band or something important and I can't find it. And I pray, God, help me find that. And he does. And I find it. And so I'm, I'm always praying and asking God for his, um, for his wisdom and his leadership and his help in my life. Um, let me say a couple of things that I want you to stop doing when it comes to prayer. When you're out in the community or you're with family and friends or you're with your neighbors, stop telling them that you're going to pray for them. Stop and pray for them. Because it's so easy for us to say, oh, I'm so sorry you're going through that. I'll be praying for you. And to walk away and to forget to pray. We need to stop and right then and pray. We need to stop making excuses for why things happen the way they happen. We often say, when, when tragedy strikes or difficulties come, we say, well, God has a reason for everything. Well, that's not really in the Bible. God, it goes against God's nature to cause harm. He, can't, he won't do that. Um, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. When, when sin entered the world in the garden, the world began to decay, and that's when sickness and disease began to enter our world. And as time has progressed, decay has happened, and it gets worse and worse. So it's not God. It's man who chooses to make decisions that cause things to happen. Now, there are things beyond our control that happen. Um, so don't make excuses and say, well, God has a reason for everything. Just pray. Often, in the, in the most extreme cases, we don't have answers. We have lots of questions and not answers, but we can pray to God for peace and for comfort. Um, so there is a um, author, F.B. Meyer, and he wrote a book about the greatest gift of the Bible. I'm not sure. I can't remember the title, but his name. Hmm? The, great the Great Little Book. And he is quoted there saying, the tragedy of life is not the unanswered prayer, but it is the unoffered prayer. Mm. The unoffered prayer. Mm. So I want to talk to you today about, as I move into this, these, these points that I feel that the Lord has led me to, think about the times that you have not offered prayer, that you haven't moved to that place, that you, sometimes we get through it and we just say, God, why did you let this happen? And no prayer ever preceded any of that. Sometimes things happen because we make dumb choices, and so there are consequences. Um, sometimes things, they just happen because of the state of our world. Um, so I want to talk first. We're going to go, um, ooh, let's do our memory verse before I forget. So that is found in 1 Thessalonians, and um, let's read that together. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. So be joyful. Never stop praying. 
with thanksgiving, for this is, this is God's will. Um, we're going to be in two places of scripture this morning. We're going to go to Colossians. Really, that memory verse sums up all of this. Um, but we're going to look in Colossians chapter 4, and then we're going to flip over in just a little bit to Philippians chapter 4. Um, so the first thing I want to tell you about prayer, and I want, to, I, I want to just really make it simple for you because I don't, I want it, it's not, we don't have to overcomplicate it. And so I want you to be able to walk out of here understanding prayer and being able to use it in a powerful way. You know, prayer is the second most, the second greatest gift that God gave us. The first is salvation, and then he gave us prayer. Prayer changes things. I was just talking with somebody on Friday night um, who is dealing with a situation that is tragic. And she said, I don't know what to do. What can I do? And I said, well, all you can do is pray. And then I was thinking about this, um, my sermon today, and often we say, well, all we can do is pray, and we feel like that's, that we're not doing anything. Like, even as I said that to her, I thought, what a lame, I kind of just for a moment thought, that's a lame answer to give her. I need to give her more. And then immediately I thought, no, I mean, pray. That is what changes things. That what makes a difference in places in our lives that we can't fix that we can't make a difference in. We can pray and let the Holy Spirit intervene and change things in a way that we could never have done on our own. And so prayer makes a difference. Um, so first of all, we need to be persistent in our prayer. Um, Colossians 4, and the verse we're looking at is verse 2. Dave, can you read verse 2? Sure. Continue uh, Colossians 4 to continue earnestly in prayer, be vigilant in it. So continue earnestly. The original translation talks about steadfast. Um, continually, always be praying. Keep putting it before the Lord. It's not saying that it's not about repetition. Um, it's about not giving up. It's about keeping faith and trusting God has a plan, and that he is hearing you, and that he is moving mountains on your behalf, that he's parting waters that you can't even see yet. Um, there are, um, is this where the parables are? Yeah, okay, there's two parables where Jesus talks about this. In Luke 18, he talks about not giving up in prayer, to continually be praying. And then in Luke 11, he talks about um, seek Ask, keep on asking, knock. Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. This is the present tense, which really could read, keep on asking, keep on seeking, and keep on knocking, and don't give up. So our emotions want to give up. We want to say, I don't feel like praying. But when you read this word here, this verse in the text, it really is a command. The, the word is commanding us to pray without ceasing, to be steadfast and uh, vigilant, to keep on praying. It's a command. God isn't saying, if you feel like it, pray. He's saying, pray. Right. He's saying, do it, right. even when you don't feel like it, even when your emotions don't want you to allow you to do it. Do it anyway. Um, and that's part of, as we read the word and, and we hear uh, we begin to know what the Lord is speaking to us. That's our emotions, our flesh coming into line with our spirit. Because our spirit wants to pray. 
But sometimes we allow our emotions and our flesh to control our actions. And we want to walk by the Spirit and allow the Spirit to lead us. So we're being commanded to pray. And then if you read the rest of this verse, the second thing I want to um, encourage you to do when you pray is to pray with thanksgiving. So the verse says to pray, to never cease praying, to be vigilant, and to do it with thanksgiving. Often we, for, we forget that part. We come to the Lord with um, requests, with needs, with broken hearts, but we don't turn it back to being thankful, to um, looking back to the Lord and who he is. And sometimes you may say, I don't have much to be thankful for. God is just worthy of that. Giving thanks to him because of who he is, that's, that's the only reason that you need. Um, the third thing that we're going to see in the next verse that I want you to um, focus in on when you pray is to be an intercessor. Let's look at verse 3. Colossians 4, 3. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door uh, for the word to speak. So Paul is, after he gives the command to never stop praying, he says, now pray for us that as we go out, there will be a door open for us. Basically, he's saying, we want to we proclaim the word, pray that there's going to be opportunity for us to share the word. That's intercession, praying for others. We so often pray about what's happening right around us that we forget to pray for others. So even in your own situation, even as you're um, processing through and praying about things that just affect you, begin to broaden your prayer and pray for others. Pray for your neighbors pray for those across the street from you, pray for your co-workers, pray for um, missionaries that are all over the world who are preaching the gospel, mm -hmm. pray for our community, mm -hmm. pray for our military. Now, you might think, I don't have time to do all that. You, you don't have to sit down and pray for hours and hours for all these things, but ask the Lord, begin to put things in my heart that I can, people and, and communities that I can intercede for. And it's a simple prayer. It, it, you can pray a sentence that can change the destiny. Right. Um, so don't forget to intercede for others. Amen. Now let's turn over to Philippians 4. And this is where, um, as I was studying, I really, I, I was so excited and, and just saw how the Lord brought some things out to me that I haven't seen quite this way before. Um, I know... Um, Philippians 4, um, 6 and 7 that say, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication, those two verses. But there's a couple before and after it that I want to talk to you about. And um, I really love how um, this came together and, and the Holy Spirit led me. So in verse 4, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. So when we're praying, the first thing that we need to be focused on is rejoicing in the Lord. So our focus is on Him, Amen. rejoicing in who He is. Um, secondly, it says, um, show your gentleness to all men, for the Lord is at hand. Now, I've, I've, this is something that I didn't, I, I was doing some just reading on this. Show your gentleness. Now, this is when you, let me tell you, this this is how you pray through. I don't think I said that. Um, Philippians 4, 4 through 8. This is kind of how you pray through something, right? Because often we want to pray, get me out of here, um, or get them out of here, or whatever. Um, but sometimes God 
we need to pray through something because there's so much that God is going to do in the through process. So the first thing you're going to do in that season of praying through is rejoice in the Lord. Whether you feel like it or not, you do it anyway because God is worthy. All right? So secondly, then you're going to um, show your gentleness to all men. You're going you're to find somebody else to care for and to serve. You're going to find a place to serve. Maybe serve in your church. Maybe serve in your community. Maybe take a meal to a neighbor. Find somebody else who has a need that you can begin to take care of or, or an organization. We have all kinds of places in our community that you can volunteer. Show your gentleness, your kindness to all men, for the Lord is at hand. That is saying God is with you. He's got you. So in the midst of whatever it is that's happening in your life, whatever you're praying through, whether it be something simple or something um, difficult, pray through. And here's the, here is something to remember. It's not going to be easy, but it's a battle. It's not supposed to be easy. You're, you're fighting a war, right, in the spirit, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities of darkness. So there's a battle going on. So it's not easy. Then the word says to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God. It's very simple. We don't have to come up with an elaborate way to tell God what it is that's burdening us. Just tell him what's burdening you. Just give it to him. Just say, this is what's burdening me. Lord, I give it to you. Um, I love this verse because I, I'm reminded of it often when, when things happen and I want to be anxious or fear wants to rise up in me. Um, I don't know if that happens to any of you, but you know it could be something simple. It could be just anything. And, and fear will begin to rise up and anxiety begins to kick in. And as soon as I sense that, I know to be anxious for nothing. As soon as I fear that, feel that anxiety or fear, I begin to pray and give my burden to the Lord. Because then he says, um, <clears throat> hold on, I got to say it. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. See that, so when you're anxious, then you pray and you give it to the Lord, then that anxiety, he gives you peace. So even though maybe there hasn't been a resolution yet and you're still waiting for whatever it is, God's given you peace and you know he's got it. And sometimes 10 minutes later, you have to start over and you have to pray and say, I give you this Lord because I need your peace. And then in verse um, eight, I'm going to have Dave read this one. Um, Yep. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are a good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So now this is pulling it all back together. We're focusing back on the Lord, back on the word, back on the things of God. Um, see, so in this verse, I see we first focus, when we're praying through, we first focus on the Lord. Then we focus on others. We give our burden to the Lord, and then we focus back on the Lord. Um, I think, and here's, here's my, God knows that if we don't put our focus somewhere else besides on ourselves and on our situation, we're going to sink. 
Because if you sit at home and you focus on that thing that you're praying through, it will get heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier, and it will affect every part of your life. But if you can get outside of that, um, I, I just picture, um, you know, it's one of those, especially when you're in the battle and you're praying through, I just picture like, it's like tying up the army bootstraps, pulling on the gear and plowing through it, even though I don't feel like it, but I have to. That's what it's like to get up and to go out and serve someone else and to focus on the Lord when you are praying through. And then what happens is that you really kind of begin to forget about even some of the situation because you're focused on God and focused on others. And then you come to a place where you're like, oh, that's not even an issue anymore. God took care of that. Because, I, because you gave it to the Lord in prayer. And, um, and we're, we're so quick to try to jump in there and just fix it. Uh, we want to confront somebody, or we want to get in there and make it right, or um, throw money at it, or whatever we feel like will fix the situation. When in fact, um, focusing on the Lord, serving others, just casting your cares on the Lord, and then focusing on the word and on the Lord, then he will begin to do work for you on your behalf in the spirit and move mountains that you can't even see. Um, so I felt led, and this is where we are going to pray together uh, for the last few minutes of this service. And um, what I'm going to ask you to do is going to... Um, put some of you way out of your comfort zone. And, I'm, and, I, and that's okay, I wanna do that. I wanted you to be out of your comfort zone. Um, this is our, you know, Dave often talks about how this is kind of like the football huddle where we come together and we plan out our plays. We plan out things. We learn about who God is and what he has for us and who we are in him. And then we go out into the world and we are the light. So I'm going to ask you to pray for one another today. And I know that's uncomfortable for some of you, but I want you to practice praying here with other believers, with your brothers and sisters, so that when you go out there and you come in contact with somebody who needs prayer, that you can say, let me pray for you right now, in the middle of Walmart, in the parking lot, in the front yard, at the post office, in the office, wherever you are, that you won't hesitate to stop and pray. And if you will just, I know that if you will be bold and you will find courage to do that, you're going to begin to hear testimonies of how God did the miraculous in people's lives. He's going to do the miraculous in your life. And so this morning, um, first of all, what I want is, if you have a specific prayer need, like you know you came in here heavy with a need, I want you to raise your hand. And I don't, I'm going to raise mine. You know that you have a burden that you're carrying, something heavy, and you're praying through it. So if you don't have your hand raised, look around and see who has their hands raised. And in just a minute, I'm going to ask you to get in groups of three or four with one of those or two of those people who have had their hands raised. And I want you, to, I want you to, to pray for them. 
And I want you to, um, to ask them what their prayer need is. I want you to pray for them. If there's a couple of you praying with one person, each of you pray. And then the person who raised your hand, then I want you to ask who's praying with you how you can pray for them. And if they don't have a specific need, then you just begin to pray God's blessing and his favor over their life and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you because I believe some of you are gonna receive a prophetic word for somebody. In your difficult situation, in the thing that you just raised your hand, the heaviness that you feel, the weight that you're carrying, the thing that you need God to do, in that, he's gonna use you now to minister to somebody else. So we really have plenty of time. I don't want you to rush through this um, we, last week, we spent a lot of time interse interceding for our community. And Dave and I have had a lot of opportunity to be with our community and with our police department this week. And even though it has been horrific and heartbreaking, we see God's hand moving within this horrible event. God is drawing people to him. Uh, we've seen our community um, rise up and, and support uh, our department the way that they have. God is moving. And I, I, am, I believe that even this morning as you pray for your own specific things, God is going to move in your life this week. And, and he's going to get you to a place of victory. And here's the thing to remember. There are never unanswered prayers. God hears every one of them. Sometimes his plans are different than ours and we have to wait it out and see what it is that he's gonna work out. That's gonna be greater and better than anything we could have hoped or imagined. So if you'll stand, I'm just gonna pray for you as you uh, begin to move into your prayer groups. Um, when I'm done praying, get with two or three or four other people and pray. And remember, we have, have plenty of time. I'm gonna, before she prays, I'm going to say this too because I kind of glanced back. Stasha doesn't have the ability to see you know, who raised their hands and who didn't. But um, if you need prayer today, can you raise your hand again? I'm going to ask you to leave it up there just for a minute. You carried something heavy in here. Anybody at all? And don't be afraid. Please don't be afraid. We've got a few here. Go around to these people. And some of you aren't being honest. I know there's more than two people in here with something you're carrying. And that's okay. We're not going to force you to do anything. Be honest with God and be honest with the people that God has surrounded you with. The Bible says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. That's a powerful tool that we have. So, Stacia, you want to pray? And then you guys can turn and pray with And so, other. you know, <clears throat> there's only a couple hands still gather with three or four people and just ask in your circle, is there anything we can pray for? And then just go around and pray for the person on your right. Pray out loud. Speak life over them. Uh, Lord, we thank you for your word, God. I thank you for the power of prayer. God, I pray that today as we gather together and we pray for one another, God, that mountains would be moved. Lord, that rivers would be parted. God, that you would make a way where there seems to have been no way, God. Lord, that you would bring healing to our lives, God, that you would comfort us, Lord. God, that you would um, change um, the circumstances, God, that there would be a difference in our hearts right now, but that, God, even as we go out, we will see your hand moving and working in our lives. And so we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.
So as we're wrapping up this morning, I just want to just encourage you to go out with boldness this morning and, and pray. Uh, pray for those who are in need. Uh, we are a praying church, and uh, we can certainly meet the needs of of our neighbors and our friends and our co-workers uh, throughout the week. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this opportunity to be in your house this morning. Lord, we thank you for our mothers, Lord, and we just pray a special day for them, Lord, of rest and relaxation, Lord. And we also pray, Lord, that you would go with us. You would give us that boldness, Lord, to step out, Lord, and pray for our neighbors, pray for our community, pray for our friends. Pray for our loved ones, Lord. We thank you, God, for giving us that boldness, and we are excited to see uh, the changes you're going to make in each and every one of their lives. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Just want to remind the ladies that if um, that we have muffins for you in the back, if in the education building, if you'd like to make your way back there, um, muffins for mom, so or muffins with mom, something like that. <laughs>